welcome everyone to uh, this edition of Connect, the weekly podcast for the California MBA. This is our podcast featuring movers and shakers in the mortgage industry with one-on-one -on -one interviews. I'm Susan Malazzo, CEO of the California MBA, and I'm very happy that you can join us for today's presentation. But before we get into our guest, I'd like to thank our sponsor for the Connect podcast, Incelerate. Incelerate helps lenders close more loans through better borrower engagement. The mortgage industry's most innovative customer experience platform, which delivers lead management, sales enablement, engagement, a robust mortgage-specific content library, and data intelligence, all in one comprehensive and highly scalable platform. Incelerate delivers dynamic technology, strategy, and content for every channel of your business to ensure engagement throughout the customer journey whether it be your borrowers, referral partners, or any other party to the loan transaction. This dynamic enterprise solution seamlessly fits into your tech stack due to their advanced API connectivity, modern design, and open architecture. Gone are the days of managing multiple and separate systems and having your data trapped in data silos. This innovative platform allows you to provide your internal and external customers timely, relevant information based on data intelligence to build repeatable outcomes at each stage of the customer's journey. Close more loans, improve borrower conversions, enhance customer retention, transform your customer acquisition lifestyle, and create customers for life. For more information, uh, you can go to Incelerate.com. And so that brings us to uh, today's podcast. I'm very happy to be welcoming uh, my friend Maria Mosper, who is President and Chief Legal Officer at Cloud Burga. Hi, Maria. Hi, Susan. I'm so happy, glad that you could join us uh, today. So I really like to start off and just kind of getting a little background on people. Um, where did you get your start and how did you get into the industry? Thanks for having me. Um, I appreciate it. So my story, I think, is... Um, as everybody's is, is an interesting one. Um, we were immigrants here from Russia during the Cold War. Um, and I think when you leave everything behind, you don't take things for granted. So I've taken every little opportunity that I've had in my life and tried to make something of it. And um, I got some good advice over the years. Um, I happened to be in graduate school doing JD MBA for whatever reason at that time. Um, and one of my professors from undergraduate said, you need to meet this woman who started her own business. Um, she's also an econ alum from Colorado College. You should go work for her. I said, okay, love to meet her because I really wanted to work during graduate school. Don't ask me why. This is what I mean by I don't take things for granted. I just go and go. So this was during the dot-com era, um, believe it or not, and this was my first startup. There were four of us when I started. It was a company called Murray Hill. Um, and we built a patented credit risk uh, software. So I really got started in technology pretty early on in 98. Um, and that was the mortgage industry. We did that for issuers and investors. So that was during the days of crazy, crazy mortgage-backed securities. I mean, way pre-Dodd-Frank, um, the amount of deals that we were written into on a monthly basis with Lehman, Bear Stearns, a lot of companies that no longer exist today. It's fascinating. Um, and I, I stayed in the industry ever since then, um, you know, primarily on the technology services side. Um, and 
most recently before um, Cloud Verga, I built a compliance division at a company called Walls that we sold to private equity and became part of Lender Live. And then I stayed with Lender Live for a while, for seven years. Um, so I think really I've just been passionate about this industry and trying to, ever since I learned about compliance that early on, I mean, compliance didn't exist, right, in 1998. Um, in, in between, I, I forgot to mention this, I worked for a company um, in the services side and I got to testify all over the country um, in front of DOJ. I was still a pretty young lawyer at the time. Um, this again, pre-Dodd-Frank, pre-crisis, but they were really starting to look at the mortgage industry at that time. And I think that's really where I, I learned the value of compliance and um, how meaningful it is to have that structure and think about it um, in your business. Right, right, and it's so. I mean, just increasingly so. I uh, my background's in in uh, in politics in California, and you know, when I first came to the association, uh, I was you know have always been a big advocate of you know finding out what, what our you know our legislative program is and compliance issues because I mean this is you know very serious business for the mortgage industry, and uh, that's a, a fascinating start that you had um, at a young age to uh, to be exposed to all of that. Um, so moving forward, you were named Housing Wire's 2018 uh, women, uh, one of their women of influence, uh, noting your years of work in compliance and regulatory matters for the financial services industry. And in 2020, you were named one of the um, top most uh, 20 most powerful women in fintech, which was an amazing uh, award and recognition. So congratulations. But I have to ask, I mean, how do you react to those types of awards and what has that meant for your career? Thank you. I, I, you know, I, I'm definitely very humbled to receive these awards. I, I think, again, going back to the opportunities that I've had in my life and the great people that I've met and great teams that I've worked with, I think it's a testament to all of that. Um, it's also the, the innovative companies that I've been able to work with. Um, I'm, I, I, I kind of think of the awards as, I mean, twofold. It's definitely, it shows that you've done a good service for your clients or for the industry. It's just an affirmation of that, right? Um, but at the same time, it, for me, it's a barometer that I'm still um, staying relevant and ahead of the industry and trying to think of you know, what else is there. In this case, for me, it's technology. I think we have a lot of room to grow um, in mortgage and technology. We're getting there. Um, after um, watching it for 20 some years, I think that uh, we still have a lot left to do and I'm excited to continue down that path. I also realize how important it is to set an example for other women and I have two daughters in high school, so for them as well. Um, and, you know, I appreciate the industry very much. Well, just the advancement of technology uh, in the mortgage space is is, uh, is so exciting. You know, we've uh, launched our mortgageinnovators.com website, and we're just so proud of how much, um, you know, what kind of traction we're getting with that. Um, so, you know, we're wrapping up uh, 2021 here in a few weeks. I can't believe it. Um, time just goes by so quick. But what do you mm -hmm. see on the horizon for Cloud Verga in 2022? 
So we were recently acquired by Stewart um, Information Services, and I think I'm really excited to see the future with them. I think it's been a really good move for us. We're no longer, quote unquote, in startup mode. We're part of a much larger, wonderful organization. I think our priorities are building the wholesale platform, um, we're, and we're also making improvements to the retail platform. Ultimately, I think Stewart's vision is to do the end-to-end -end consumer platform um, as they've articulated in, in certain messages. And I think that's why they've done the acquisitions that they have. So we're excited to be part of that vision. That's great. That's great. Yeah, that will be that will be exciting for uh, for the company for sure. Um, so, you know, we've talked, uh, you know, much of your career, as you've mentioned, has been centered around regulatory compliance for the residential mortgage industry. So what uh what do you think's top of mind for the new cfpb director i mean he has a strong regulatory background um i think given his background in student lending he's likely to focus there for sure he's articulated that um numerous times i think ujio the interim director also articulated several areas of focus such as credit reporting debt collection small dollar lending, any of the kind of post-COVID issues. I do also think probably um, most important for our industry is the FinTech aspects, right? And big data and data security and how that all plays in. Because the definition of FinTech, financial technology, is already ambiguous, right? And I think there'll be a focus on the lending side of it, especially from a fair lending perspective, right? Because as you build in this um, artificial intelligence, what does that look like from a fair lending perspective? I don't think anyone really knows the answer to that yet, and they're going to be looking closely at that. Um, and data security, our, our industry has been pretty... Um, thankfully shielded from it, but it's a huge focus, obviously nationwide and internationally. So I do think that they will keep an eye on that and make sure that as data is being transferred, it's secure. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that, you know, data security is something everybody has to really always, you know, invest and reinvest and like, what's the new thing that's coming out there? Because it's a, that's a, a huge risk, but you know, lots of, um, you know, lots of emphasis on that. I agree with you on fair lending, fair servicing. I think yes. that uh, the, see, the federal regulator will be kind of focused on both of those um, mm -hmm. aspects going into 22. So lots of good things for our members uh, in the industry to be thinking about. Mm -hmm. so, Maria, you and I have known each other for several years and you've been a very active member with the California MBA. In fact, you were most recently elected secretary of our legal issues committee. So congratulations on that. Look forward to working with you to uh, execute the activities of our legal issues committee going forward. But um, can you share with our listeners kind of why, why you volunteer with the California MBA? Absolutely. I think that, um, again, going back to my pre-compliance compliance days, I, I see the value that the California MBA brings um, in educating and supporting and advocating for the industry. Um, having worked a lot with regulators before, I know that they very often, the regulations have the consumer in mind and doing what's best for the consumer. 
but sometimes they need to take into consideration the perspectives of the industry that they may ne not necessarily have thought about how it will actually play out operationally, right? Operationalizing the regulations that they put in um, and any impacts of the regulations that are implemented. And I think getting that feedback from the California MBA, the national MBA is critical and, and they welcome that. I think the California MBA does just a fantastic job um, advocating. Um, it's a very impressive group and I, I look forward to serving on the legal issues committee in that capacity. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, definitely the uh, the cornerstone of our association. And, uh, you know, we were going to be, we will be talking about, you know, com hot compliance issues and uh, what's in store for our legislative agenda at our upcoming legal issues and red compliance conference that's happening at the beginning of December in San Diego. So hopefully our listeners can join us at that event as well. Well, Maria, thank you so much for being a guest on Connect. We greatly appreciate it and all of your uh, your support that you have provided the association over the years. Um, thank you all for joining us today uh, to access Connect podcast episodes. You can follow our YouTube channel. Uh, we're also available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Connect. Have a great rest of your day. Here we go.